You are listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews with experts from around the world on the issues of human rights and humanitarian law. My name is Jamie Bowd, and we are broadcasting from the Raoul Wallenby Institute in Lund, Sweden. Today we bring you a special broadcast from the recent Human Rights Conference MR Dagna in Stockholm, Sweden. Our Stockholm Office Director, Marlon Oud, spoke with the Ambassador for Sustainable Business at the Swedish Ministry for Foreign Affairs, Jacob Kiefer, about the role and responsibilities of businesses in the protection of human rights. The conversation took place just before a seminar on human rights defenders and business that you can also listen to in full on this channel on human rights. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, Jakob Kiefer, uh, Ambassador for Sustainable Business. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Swedish Human Rights Forum. Uh, we're about to go down and start a panel on the role of business in increasing violence against human rights defenders uh, that we see across the world. What was your first thought when uh, you were invited to, to join this panel? I think it was a sense of, of um, this is very complex, very, very, very diverse, very difficult topic to to uh, to work with because violations against human rights is, is basically illegal it's uh, it's an area where i work mainly with business reporting and i'm not, not an expert on on the human rights side so i felt uh, i feel a little bit nervous about about the topic but i also understand the complex situation we're in and the responsibility of governments i was also asking myself how much is this a question for swedish companies versus is it a question of other companies. Mm. Uh, so I, I don't have that full picture and I, I digged into it a little bit and I, I haven't seen too many cases where actually we have seen Swedish companies directly being part of a of a situation where one human rights defender have been harassed or attacked mm. or otherwise uh, wrongfully uh, attacked. Yeah. Yeah. And you're quite new in your position as, as the ambassador for sustainable business, but you've been in many complex uh, environments uh, in the past in, in Swedish embassies across, across the globe. So surely you have experiences uh, from, from the topic in, in those contexts. Yeah, I've been, I've been posted to five, five different countries, uh, Malaysia, and China, I was in Chile, and all countries are different and uh, different levels of complexity and also different uh, possibilities of, of make a difference. Uh, we're always dependent on the host country's conditions. Uh, but I hope to be able to bring a little bit of that experience uh, to the table. Uh, I've worked with a few complex business cases that sometimes did not go as anticipated. And what can I do then as a, as a diplomat or as a part of the Swedish government to support, uh, to uh, mitigate and hopefully do things better in the long run? Yeah, yeah. When, when you come back to Sweden, it's, it's not theoretical, I wouldn't say that, it's for real, but it's quite a different thing to, to go to mine up in the in, on 5,000 meters in, in Atacama Desert to really see uh, the impact of, of uh, labor laws or, or lack of labor laws and challenges in water and uh, negotiations between uh, parties on the labor market. So I, I think uh, maybe I, I can bring some type of... of um, not realism, but, but practical examples and, mm-hmm. and uh, also... Well, I think for how we negotiate between parties in Sweden is quite interesting. And uh, in many places, you don't have a natural relationship between employer and employee. And that doesn't bring confidence. It doesn't bring productivity. It, it brings conflict. And there you have a, a, a quite uh, asymmetric relationship. Mm. Well, I think in Sweden, of course, there are tensions, but there's also a, a, a dialogue mm. that leads to better uh, 
to better productivity and better relationships. So I think um, that could be one example where, where I think we can uh, show and, and model what we have been doing. And if you have confidence and you have a relationship building, uh, there's also room to talk about the more difficult issues, uh, such as you know, things that can also affect uh, third parties outside the company. How mm. can we do better together mm. instead of having us against them within a company, which is quite common, I think. Yeah, and Sweden's taken an initiative a couple of years ago to a global deal. Uh, yeah, the prime minister called it a global deal. Mm. Basically, uh, the idea behind that is that the world is a, is a need to be open for trade, but it also has to become beneficial to all. And one way of doing that is to make sure that the, the people working get increased uh, you know, purchasing power and better conditions. And we, if we can provide that, uh, you have this deal or handshake between the global players, but also within the company that uh, let's talk about how, how we're doing this in a more uh, sustainable and, and I would say equal matter. So an important role for trade unions is... I think trade yeah. unions, uh, I think uh, federa- uh, industry federations and... and uh, in Sweden, the government doesn't get involved in the negotiations. Mm. And in many countries, it's uncomp- incomprehensible. How can you not have laws on security? No, it's done by the parties on the market, mm. not by us. Mm. And I think that's a, they, but we need the government to, yeah, but we, they don't want that. They want to work this out in their own uh, fashion in Sweden. And that says something about trust, I think, of the, in the system uh, that is not uh, there in other countries. In some countries, not even legal to be a member of, 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 yeah. of, of, of a trade union. Yeah. In China, you can be a member of the communist uh, trade union, but mm. that's that's all you got. Mm. Mm. So how, did, how can we then try to in, inspire and, and talk about the same type of, of dialogues? Uh, mm. And companies have to, to adapt to this. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the Raoul Wallenberg Institute's website at www.rwi.lu.se and sign up to our newsletter for more information from us. Yeah, so trade unionists are one uh, type of human rights defender that is Certainly. relevant. And, and Certainly. what other types of cases have you come across? I think a lot of the issues have been environmental. I think perfectly legal and, 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 uh, and decent projects that have not gone according to plan. For example, if you want to, to do a forestry project, a plantation, people will be moved. You thought there was compensation if you were the company, and it didn't play out the way you, you expected it to do, and you get complications because uh, land is a sensitive matter. So I've, I've worked a little bit with that in a few projects. Uh, I think water issues is very difficult, mm-hmm. uh, in particular in countries like Chile, when you, you're working with a, a water-intense industry like mining in a desert. Mm. And you have people living there. And there I think technology is one, one solution, but also maybe have this mindset that, that as an industry, if you're a provider, a Swedish company providing services, uh, you have to be aware of the impact mm. of your activity. One thing, uh, finally, before we have to run down and yeah. start the discussion, uh, is the question of whether sort of voluntary principles or initiatives by by corporations are enough, or whether. Well, that's uh, quite we fascinating. Also... I, I know there are there are many debates. One debate is whether we should have a global convention uh, on human rights. That that's one. On human rights and business. Uh, human rights and business. That's that's one. And then the other is is. Uh, should we have a legislation on due diligence uh, just within our own country? Human rights due diligence, uh, yeah. And, and do that uh, prior. And, and I think what we have said, uh, and my government has said, that, that the, for the time being we have to see how the things we have done play out. 
the implementation of the national action plan, uh, the follow-up to that, and, and see how we... The uh, Swedish national action, action plan. plan on, on business mm. and human rights, mm. which has been quite a tremendous job to do was one communication to Parliament, uh, we did a strategic document, we launched the, uh, the national contact point and made it stronger. And I don't think we have a full picture on how the reporting looks like in mm-hmm. the companies. Mm. I think it's the first year we will have a full round. Mandatory. Mandatory. Uh, so we have told them you mm. have to report, but not on the how. And uh, we expect them to, to follow the international guidelines. Mm. But we don't. I don't have a clear view, to be quite honest, on whether the companies that have reported have done what we expected them to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so important that we are, are here today because a lot of the NGOs have, have uh, seen cases, have experience, have expectations. Uh, so I'm hoping that this, uh, this panel today can provide me some insight also on, on, on the, the gaps that might be. The companies we met, uh, I have my colleague here who also works with corruption, Ulrika Lykman, is, is that they're, they're um, I don't think they're so hesitant uh, against uh, legislation. I think there are more than 450 different standards, policies, globally around sustainability. And which one should I follow? Mm. Should I follow the... So actually legislation could bring some clarity. Some of them are saying in some areas it's very complex. For example, human rights is very complex. Uh, uh, Social issues very complex too. Environmental, not so. It seems to be easier to measure uh, your, your environmental impact. But how do I deal with the fact uh, I'm doing business in a, in a country where human rights violations are taking place? I'm not part of it, but I'm in an in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, environment where this is happening. How do I report on that? Mm. I've not been involved myself, but the country I'm working in as a company, uh, I'm being a, a part of that society. I'm trying to do my best I can. But how do I report? Mm. And what what is my responsibility according to, and and how do we get a a, a benchmark uh, in an industry in a sector? Mm. And I think that's happening. So I think we will have to see how this, how the reporting works. And and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if this this debate leads uh, eventually to legislation. But we don't have a government right now. Uh, mm. We have a we have a position. But I think this question uh, is there on the table, mm. and, and it's less dramatic than we would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think also views are more diversified than we think. There are a number of businesses who would actually uh, welcome legislation. Yeah, and it also depends clarity. on which sector you're in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've seen that too. You, the longer you work with this, you can see, for example, textile has come a long way in how they try to secure the whole supply chain. If you look at mining also, and then you have others uh, that just uh, importers, exporters, that are not there at all. Mm. I think the more we, we dig into this, you will un- you, we will see that this is complex is quite context uh, driven depending on where you are geographically driven too in which part of the world are we are we so i, I think we will see uh, more of a uh, specialization also in the in the uh, reporting let's see we shall see and we shall discuss this in yeah. in just a few uh, moments yeah, thank you very much thank you very much Molly. for joining us thank you for that was me. the Raoul Wallenby institute's head of stockholm office marlin out speaking to the ambassador for sustainable business at the swedish ministry for foreign affairs jacob kiefer this has been on human rights and we hope you have enjoyed this podcast for the latest updates about the Raoul Wallenby institute's work you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and linkedin Thank you for listening.